Monday, April 9th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Here, I want to take you to an article out of PJ Media. Sex education in public schools has gone off the deep end. Gone are the days of the handing out of birth control devices and showing how they're used. Harry, the article goes on to say, These days your kids are more likely to come away from school with sexual deviant knowledge. Thanks to Planned Parenthood's comprehensive sex education program that has somehow made it into public school curriculums. These programs teach dangerous and violent practices. However, on April the 23rd, parents around the nation will be pulling their children out of school for the day in protest of these dangerous practices and uniting at various locations to hold press conferences and field media questions. Right, if the media will cover this. But it is a reality. And, and because of the parental response, that surface is something we wanted to talk about today. Now, one of the obvious things that we have to at least mention is something we referred to in a previous program, is the fact that here was an entire political party that ran on a platform of defunding Planned Parenthood. And it seems as if what they really meant was, uh, well, we're going to give $500 million a year to them. But in September, they have an opportunity to undo that. But it was asked in that article, how did Planned Parenthood get into the local school systems, whereby they have moved from their previous practices of handing out contraceptives and demonstrating their use We weren't even going to talk about what they used to do, and we certainly can't talk about what they're now teaching. What they're now teaching are the practices that you would find in the darkened halls of various brothels of depraved practices, and so we certainly aren't going to talk about that. But why are they able to teach that in the public school system? Well, that's not a problem with the federal government and the Congress. That's a problem with your local government. They allow it because of the infiltration of the progressives and their election on the school boards, and then they are the ones that are promoting this. School board elections should not be ignored. You need to run good candidates who have a concept of what education is actually about and a good philosophy of education that's rooted in an appropriate world and life view that values the dignity of humanity, the sanctity of marriage, the sanctity of sexuality, and the sanctity of life. But I would even go further than that today, Tom, is I would talk about when you see the moral freefall of a culture, Tom, you have to assume that the Church of Jesus Christ, and in this case I'm speaking of the evangelical church, has either lost its voice or lost its influence Because A, it's either gotten off of mission, which is evangelism and discipleship, or it's gotten off message and it is not teaching the whole counsel of God with the spear point of the gospel of saving grace in Jesus Christ. And this is the way our Lord warned that if the salt loses its saltiness, it's of no value. It's just thrown out and trodden underfoot. So what we need to ask ourselves is not should we be surprised that the world is actually on the trajectory of Romans 1 from atheism to secularism to pagan worship, which then leads to God giving them over to 
pagan immorality, as Romans 1 describes, of promiscuity and then perversion in the realm of sexual rebellion and anarchy. The question is, where is the church of Jesus Christ in this? And the answer is not for the church to try to transform the culture. The culture transformation takes place with the church's focus. And one of the areas the church ought to focus in its evangelism and discipleship is in parenting. And that is the strength of the family. And if there were stronger marriages and families being nurtured within the church based upon the gospel, directed and taught by the word of God, and therefore those marriages engaged in parenting that's making a difference and children making a difference, and then parents, if they're in the public school system, speaking to the system, when it raises itself up in opposition to the sanctities of life, such as marriage and family and sexuality, and then also when it invades the realm of parental rights by overriding parental instruction, if believers were functioning the way they ought to, it doesn't take a lot of salt to infect the entire system or the impact in a school system. And then, of course, in some cases, parents have said, no, we're not going to sacrifice our children to Molech. We're not going to let you put the marks of Molech on our children as you desire to do in this ideologically driven public school system. We're going to raise our children and take hold of their education. And some of them will use private schools, some Christian schools, and some are doing homeschools and homeschool co-ops. I meet that all the time. So, Tom, could I just uh, maybe conclude our program today by not only applauding these parents who are saying no to this mind-numbing and heart-devastating ideology that Planned Parenthood brings under the guise of sex education. Let me just give you five things very quickly as parents that you can move ahead on as Christian parents, which would have an effect of salt and light within the society and the culture. Your number one responsibility as a parent is to evangelize and then disciple your child. Your child comes to you with a promise from God as a believer. I'll be a God to you and to your children after you. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved, you and your household. But the promise comes with a means and that means is that you wrapped in the nurturing ministry of an evangelical faithful church, are your number one responsibility is to evangelize your child, that is to bring your child from being born as a sinner under the judgment of God, yet you have a promise of God working through your parenting and in the family to bring them to a saving knowledge of Christ. And then upon their confession of Christ, you can kick in the whole dynamic of discipleship so that they learn to love the Lord with all of their heart, soul, and mind, and their neighbor as themselves. The second thing that you need to do is to carry that discipleship out with a full-orbed commitment to the education of that child. And the best roadmap for education is given in the education of Jesus in his childhood. It's found in Luke 2.52. And he grew in wisdom, stature, favor with God, and favor with man. In other words, you're developing their intellectual wisdom that transfers into lifestyle decisions. Grow in wisdom. In stature, you are making sure of their physical formation. In favor with God, you're teaching them the spiritual disciplines of the Word of God, prayer, sacrament, worship, fellowship. 
he grew in favor with men. You're teaching them biblical, relational, and social skills, including the dynamics of marriage and family, church, state, and relationships. The third thing is that you raise your children to leave you, not cleave to you. You are not your child's friend. You are your child's father or mother, and you parent them to cleave to not only Christ, but to a spouse, or to cleave to a calling of singleness, if that's what God has given to them. Number four, you prepare them with a skill for life so that they can engage in work to the glory of God and enjoy the glory of God. And then fifthly, you teach them the Great Commission, their dependence upon the gospel as the foundation, formation, and motivation of life, And you then also teach them the great commandment. How do you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind? And how do you love your neighbor as yourself? As much as we rightly try to speak from a Christian world and life view to the arena of public policy in the public square and how important that is, what we just said is more important than anything else. And that is Christian families, gospel-saturated, embracing a biblical world and life view where parents are parenting their child. Your friendship with your child will come later. Harry, we are out of time for today. On Tuesday's edition of Today in Perspective, I want to take you to an article by Michael Walsh. Cultural Marxist left doesn't like the term cultural Marxism claiming that it's a fabrication, but the question is, is it a fabrication? And if it is not, what is it and how does it work? And is it at work in our society? As we close out for today, let me again remind you and encourage you to download the Briarwood app. It's yours free of charge. It's available through your favorite app store. On this app, you'll find audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, download the Briarwood app by going to your favorite app store, typing in Briarwood PCA. Well, thanks for being with us today. Join us again tomorrow as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.